Remember, do not underestimate the power of the PlayStation. Wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players, where each and every week, every Thursday, a matter of fact, I, myself, Joseph, along with my best friend, Kyle, talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. And with all that said, with all that out of the way, Kyle, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Joe. Uh, Good to see you in 2019. It's good to see you too, man. Yeah. You know, making it work. 2019, I think we're what? We're a day into it. I already don't like it. I like the change. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's okay. It's, it's right. weird. I hate writing 19 at the end of things. I just don't like it. It's the first couple of weeks. I don't like it. Not into it. Blessing, how are you doing, man? <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> Nothing much, man. So welcome aboard. If you guys don't know, Blessing from OK Beasts, the founder of OK Beasts. You guys do amazing, <laughs> great things. How about you give yourself a little bit of a shout out? Where are you from? Where can people Yeah. Find you? Uh, so I am from uh, OK Beast, but more importantly, uh, you might know me uh, from uh, Kanye Tuda, which is a Kanye uh, fan site. No, I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> OK Beast, uh, of course, is a website. We uh, do similar things to what you guys do. We have podcasts talking about video games. Uh, we also make videos, have articles uh, all about uh, games and the things that surround games like nerd culture. And so like we do sometimes we'll talk about movies. We have a podcast about uh, rap music. Uh, we have like Patreon exclusive content, uh, an assortment of video essays that go up on YouTube. We just do a whole bunch of stuff that we enjoy. Um, yeah. That's pretty much us. There's five, five of us, uh, and so and some of our friends also come on our shows. And so, uh, yeah, it's just a dude, uh, a gang of dudes, a gang of dudes. That sounds weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a, a group really, of friends. <laughs> yeah, you guys make awesome content. Like your video essays are unlike anything. Yeah, on I was the just internet, about to say that, which is really oh, thank awesome. You, man. It's like it's not like it's not like this game was murdered type of stuff. It, it's actually like going into the, like just the sound and why sound is important in a video game. Yeah, like those things. It's like the little things people overlook, and you guys just go you have these brilliant deep dives. So everybody, thanks, dude. No, no problem. Everybody, check OKB OK out on YouTube, on iTunes, all that stuff. Links down below and all that. With that though, we actually got a semi new like Newsweek. And this is weird because for the past, like, I guess for the whole month of December, there hasn't been any news. We've been doing the game of the year stuff, the, you know, eight, you know, what is it? The the top five stuff in 2018 type of business. So with that, again, back into the track of things, before we talk about Detroit, before we talk about Bloodborne 2, praise be to you, it's going to happen. <laughs> Blessing, what have you been playing this week? Oh man, I didn't realize I was gonna get asked this. I'm really excited because <laughs> this week I've been playing a lot of Hitman too. Oh uh, really? And I haven't gotten to talk about it yet. Yeah, um, I played the first Hitman. Not the, mm-hmm. I mean, not the first Hitman, but the previous Hitman, the yeah. original reboot, the episodic one um, from Square. That was I mean, not Square Enix, but IO, IO when yep. they were owned by Square Enix, and then they got let go and all that stuff. Um, and I really enjoyed that one. Um, but when Hitman Two came out, uh, I I didn't get it because I was like, there's too many games. Like I just got Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, right. There was Pokemon. I was looking forward to Smash. And I was like, I'm just not going to have time to play any Hitman. Um, and so I got, uh, what happened was Black Friday, there was a sale. I think it was like $30 or something like that. And I was like, huh, if I couple that with my Best Buy Gamers Club, that'll be like 24 bucks oh, or something like that. you still have one of those? Yeah, I still have. It's, it oh, runs out this, yeah. this spring. And so when yeah. that happens, I'm going to be bummed. But yeah, it's, uh, mine, mine is still going. Um <laughs> 
but yeah, I got it with that, uh, and I and delivered, and I haven't gotten to, gotten around to playing it until this week, and I I, I don't know what like sparked it. I think I was listening to like Giant Bombs Game of the Year, mm. uh, or, like somebody love, I heard somebody talk about that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they loved Hitman, and they were talking about Hitman too, and I was like, man, I guess I really did like the first Hitman. Like I should probably at least like boot this one up, see what see what it's about. Uh, started playing it, and I didn't stop. <laughs> I yeah. really enjoyed that game. Uh, How is yeah. it different from like because the the episodic nature of the last game? Right? Yeah. Do you do you feel like it's it's back to like the old like I guess like the old the old grounds type of deal? Like, do you like the? I guess is it a new change? It's it's weird because yeah. like I I do feel like this one the the new versions of Hitman feel like they're made to be episodic. Like the first one was literally episodic, and so yeah. like. Uh, and so it had that trickle effect of like, hey, we're gonna put out the first level, and then we're going to like, we're gonna make you replay this this first uh, this first level over and over again because there's gonna be different objectives, different things you can do, different ways uh, to, to or different people to murder, different way, ways to solve this uh, <laughs> yeah. solve how you're gonna do this. Um, I actually came into that game after all the episodes had come out, mm. and so or after all the stages had come out, I forgot what they called them, but after all the levels were available, that's when I jumped in. Um, and so, like, I, I'm actually having a similar experience with this one as I had with that one. The only difference is I feel like there was more, like, I had more reason to go back uh, in the levels in the first one. Because it felt like the way they did it was like, hey, we're going to release um, episode one. Mm-hmm. And we are going to keep encouraging, cur- encourage the players to go back and replay it um, through whether it is, like, a leveling system or whether it is, like, oh, yeah, if you do this good in this level, we are going to let you unlock the ability to start at this place instead of this place, or you're going to be able to hide a gun in this part of this level. Yeah. Like there are really cool modifiers that can add, like you can like change what outfit you start off with and like be like, okay, you're going to be disguised as a cook this time. Uh, Are you going to be disguised as a waiter? You're going to be disguised as a person. Cause you know, Um, my, my thing is I've, I bought this too uh, on black Friday and they were just like, like the the game was out of stock, but they're just like, don't worry. We'll give it to you at this price. Just don't worry about it. I got it like a few mm. weeks ago. I haven't like I'm tempted to, but I'm still addicted to Fortnite. <laughs> oh man, I know I know how that goes. That was me yeah. in July. I was addicted to Fortnite. Yeah, so like um, I'm just I like I haven't with Joe though blessing, it's been like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not stop. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Robbie Miller just put a tally on the board. But like yeah. yeah, it's 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 a game that I'm really looking forward to getting into. Sinking mm. my teeth into. Yeah, and like else the... or um the, the well the, i mean I'm, I, uh, I forgot i was going with that That's oh yeah, yeah so hitman 2 i was gonna say yeah. um i feel like i it it feels somewhat different as far as like the amount of content that's there for each level but it still feels it, it feels good to play okay um aside from that sean bean yet that's i'm not and i think okay. I, I don't i don't think i can because i think uh, the way they did um that, that's in um elusive, elusive target yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and the way they did them in the first game was like they were um, limited availability, and so I think they'll be around for like a week. And I think okay. it's the same thing this time around. I think they le- they lengthened them a little bit, and so like okay. they're around a little bit longer. But I think I got the game way after Sean Bean was gotcha. available to kill, and so yeah, That's sadly, a good way to hook people in to keep playing. Yeah, right. yeah, no, it really is. Kill Sean and like, yeah, it's the game is so deep as far as like stuff to do, um, or like different ways to play the same levels that like. 
Uh, they 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 created such a good system, and it's yeah. very much a video games video game of like I'm playing this not because I care about the story, not because like I'm invested in the characters. There is a story. There are characters. I don't really care about any of it. I don't think yeah. I don't know anybody that really cares cares about any uh, any of it. But it's it is just like a when video I watched game. like Aquaman. I was just like, just show yeah. me sharks fighting each other or whatever. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, like it's really. And I mean, <clears throat> even though I don't care about the story, the writing is still like pretty excellent during the missions and that's like the thing that's like the thing i noticed this time around of like yeah. some of the writing for some of like the like there was one mur- um one murder i did there, there was one basically <laughs> they have like what they, what they call story missions mm-hmm. where essentially like there's multiple ways to go about killing a target like the specified targets um but there are like there are the ways that they kind of elevate to the top of like hey if you you can like eavesdrop these people and then follow this person and then steal their outfit and then pose as this person's masseur or whatever yeah and then like get them in a private place and then kill them by using I saw, like, a certain thing yeah like you, like you kill them with like like this one guy like invites you to his place and like there's like this automatic like like targeting system and you have to get him in front of the gun and then make it yeah. look like it, uh, the machine malfunction and killed him like yeah that's like interesting the, and the writing around that stuff is so good too where it's like like the um it's like it's the npc writing and so like yeah. there was one i did that wasn't even a story mission actually there's a mission that takes place in like a suburban neighborhood you just did it for uh, the thrill yeah where like i went in like, essentially there's this family who's like throwing a, a housewarming party at their house mm. um and they're they're called the wilsons or whatever um and like everybody from the neighborhood is like hanging out their house doing like a barbecue on in the back all this stuff and like there is a there's a couple that's there and they're staying outside and like you can eavesdrop them and they're like man is this this family's kind of weird isn't it like all oh, their house is like perfect like they didn't like didn't miss wilson say she worked for the government how she's affo- how is she affording this and so like they have that conversation and then, to, and then like they, they end that conversation by saying hey let's like let's explore the house and so they start walking through the house and they walk they like they walk inside to the kitchen and then they continue yeah. that conversation of like yeah, look at look at these dishes, man. Like these dishes are so expensive. Or look at this; it looks so expensive. And then you walk in the living room, and this is like unrequired stuff. This has yeah, nothing to do with just, Target. It's just expanding this. Yeah, the it's story just like, of these people. That's not. Yeah, it's just NPC dialogue, and they flesh it out so well. And like you, you follow these people through the house, and like they don't even like wreck. They don't. They don't acknowledge you. This is yeah. all just stuff that you're eavesdropping, and you can follow them. And like the NPCs are dumb, and so you can stand yeah, right yeah. in front of them, and they can. Yeah, have it's a lot better than some NPCs in games where you overhear their conversation and yeah. then. Mm-hmm way and come back and it's the same it's the same conversation yeah Yeah. and like they have some of that too but it is like the like the way they implement that um the the loops in this game like the conversation loops in this game really engaging and and really well done i didn't mean to talk about hitman 2 that long but (laughs) something i noticed i was like man this is awesome i i I haven't played the new hitmans yeah but i Mm. enjoy watching people play them like i love watching a cheap hunter and funhouse play them because it's hilarious and and just the Honestly, different I ways. Think like I think it's it tonight. <laughs> yeah, I think him and two kid. You like dress up like a as a clown. Yeah. To like start off, I think that's one of the mm-hmm. outfits you can maybe like start off with and yeah. like throw rubber ducks that explode. Like, I and like you said, it's a video game. Video game. You do things to yeah. just like you know have fun with it. Which now, is awesome. Kyle, it's been a while since we talked. At least it feels like that. It okay. really has. If, if like like preparing it's the show a, notes, it's been a year. Yeah. It, it, Son of a bitch. <laughs> I thought joke. we were going to be better, Kyle. I thought we were going to be better than these jokes. But um, no, it's it's seriously, it does feel like a year since we've talked. What have you been playing? Anything you want to highlight? Um, I, I I still haven't plugged in the PS Classic. I'm going to eventually. Um, don't have to. I, I'm doing it. You, you can't stop me. Um, 
Did you I, see you could I, get it at Target for thirty-five bucks? Oh, I got it for sixty. It's okay. Uh, I ended up getting some games for the Vita too. Okay. Um, I got Smash and I got Let's Go Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how are you? How, okay, I know this is trophy room, but yeah. like, how are you enjoying Smash as someone who, let's be honest, PlayStation All Stars leagues better? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I enjoy Smash. It mm-hmm. is something I've never re- been really good at. Right. Um, uh, the unlocking of the characters that I want though is kind of annoying. I know a lot of people like like doing it that way. Don't you dare it, complain if... about this game, Kyle. That's what I learned on the internet. <laughs> I just I, critique. I I just want to play as that uh, wrestler fire dude in Cinnaroar. That's all yeah. I want in my yeah. life, and he looks I dope. have no idea when he's going to show up. I got Toon Link, and I was happy with my yeah. life and my existence. I mean, luckily, like, my first Smash experience was N64, so of all course, those characters one. are starting. So, yeah. like, I can play as Samus and Kirby and Wreck Shop if I have to. <laughs> um, but then the other big game that I sunk a lot of time into was uh, the last year's uh, WWE 2K19. Bug out. Uh, How did you I'm like a huge, huge wrestling fan. I love the wrestling games uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I was excited to check this out for their My Player career mode. They finally put, like, an actual story that was voice acted and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, man, they, like, half-assed it. It was not great. Oh, no. Um, so, like, for example, there'd be, like, a cutscene yeah. where you're in the ring in an arena, filled arena, and you could hear the your character's footsteps, like, walking on wood. And, like, there's no crowd noise or anything, but you're saying yeah. something really hype and, like, attacking somebody. I'm and there's be... supposed to be, like, a crowd reaction, and there's yeah. dead silence. I'm going to be very good. honest with you. Those games cannot be yearly. They need uh, time on those games. Yeah. I, I, I think... I forgot where the article is from, but I think next year is where we're going to see, like, actual big-time changes in its formula, huh. which I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Um, it's a good step in the right direction to get back to, like, where... Uh, shut your mouth and know your role from PS2 and like SmackDown oh, versus Raw. Those yeah, games are fan- oh fantastic. I saw man. some some uh, gameplay like on Twitter or something, like uh, of, from a Hell in Cell match from one of the old games. Like oh, mm. I missed those games so yeah. much, dude. I played. I I pretty much 100 percented uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't know when it when wrestling games started to go downhill. I do remember like playing 2007, being like, "Are there typos in, yeah. in this dialogue?" Like, one hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I mean, it probably is like the fact that they're yearly, but like, mm-hmm. it, it feels like they don't, they don't need to be that way. Like, they really, don't. they don't need to be as broken as they are sometimes. No. They don't even look. They look like models of what, like, you know, actually, not even. You know, when you're going into like a bodega, right, and you mm-hmm. see what is like some just take on a power ranger but it's like power gang (laughs) yeah like that's what the models look like like to me i'm just like they look rough everybody it it just the games just don't look appealing to me which is insane to me because i've also played nba 2k and i love nba 2k and their models and everything look fantastic and the voice and the voice acting they do in that career mode is like really really good and yeah. like it matches up well, and the crowd noise and everything syncs up, and like the it's big like a fleshed out story. Like John Cena looks sick, but oh, like other than that's that, that's the like best point. Yeah. Thankfully, you brought up John Cena. Oh, John man. Cena is the only character in the story that is not voiced by John Cena, what? and it's voiced by somebody else. 
and it took me out of it like, so every every other wrestler and and face in the story mode is the real wrestler's voice Yo, but not john cena it's up. just like i'm john cena i'm here like very i'm trying busy doing hard the bumblebee him. movie yeah it was it did not work well at that all. is awesome oh, i mean he's literally like he's literally doing work for a movie and he, yeah. and he can't come yeah, and do exactly. voiceover for Jesus. the wwe it's like his brother like bob cena it's like Awesome, or his man. dad or something yeah. yeah i don't know again that's i need to look up youtube videos of that uh for me it's it's literally been more Fortnite, guys i can't get enough i pretty much i can say i'm addicted i should have been i should have been <laughs> doing research for a video today and i just was just like i'm i'm getting victor royales like it's like it's nothing so i'm just gonna keep down this road and uh other than that let me see i played flower for the first time oh oh wow and I got to I got to the fifth level with the lightning because I want to mm-hmm. platinum that game. And um, <laughs> whoever made that that level, <laughs> I want to meet you. I want to meet you. I want to beat your face because you <laughs> you're an evil person. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Because yeah, that that level insanely difficult. But other than that, other than me trying to platinum that game, man, it's just it's just nice to just move. I don't know, just move the controller around the way you're doing. Just Kind of like frolicking like through this like meadow, just peaceful. It's just nice and tranquil. It kind of gets you away from everything else. It's it's really nice. I dig it. That's it. That's all I've been playing. I know I'm, I'm a little lame, nice. but with that, talk about games that I should have played more of. Our first news story is Detroit developer Quantic Dream teases a great news soon. This comes from Push Square, and this is actually Quantic's uh, tweet right here saying, thank you all for the fabulous year 2018. We should be back soon with some great news. Stay well and happy and share your passion and love. Stay tuned, dot, dot, dot. Okay. Now, Blessing, I don't know if you are a big fan of Quantic Dreams or Detroit. I wasn't a big fan. Of Detroit. Oh, really? Yeah, I got I got kind of like halfway through with Kara and uh, and the and the girl when they were trying to like they were just in a car somewhere last time I I left them and I just never could get into this. Oh game. yeah, I know I know what you're talking about this. Like this is yeah. was this before they got to like the theme park or yep, definitely okay. before that. So gotcha. How where where do you come from? Because it seems like you mm. you at least played it. Did you enjoy? Oh yeah, Detroit? I so I really like Detroit Become Human. Yeah. Uh, I actually like I'm I'm actually a surprisingly like a big fan of Qu- of Quantic Dream. Oh, really? uh, yeah, no, I absolutely I, I loved Heavy Rain. That's like one of my favorite games ever. Uh, Beyond Two Souls. I'm like okay, that was all right. Like I, I didn't like that one as much as I liked Heavy Rain. Uh, Detroit mm. Become Human. I really liked uh, mainly for like the the choices um, in the way like. It's weird because, like, with those games, the the story uh, can kind of like it, it's inconsistent as far as like you can depending on what choice you get or you give, you can like go down a storyline that's like super cool, or you can go down a storyline that's like, oh, I don't know if I liked how this played out, or like you can go down a storyline that's like, all right, that was fine. Um, like, I I I wish their the um, I wish most more of their choices was like were like better as far as like how they played out, uh, but I think that's kind of what you get when you get like these branching story paths mm-hmm. and you kind of i just kind of felt like they were beating a little bit. me over the head with the theme and oh yeah, like, yeah 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 like, so i it was it, to me it was a little bit too heavy-handed and that's why i was just like all right i can yeah. kind of take it or leave it but with that so that. you enjoyed it a lot yeah what do you think this news is per se 
because a lot of people like immediately like Connor and Hank, because to me like hmm. those two were amazing. Though from what I played of them, those two I wanted to see actually more of them. I don't know how it panned out, but uh, what do you think this news is? Is this a new game? Do you think it's too soon? What do you think? I think it's I think it's way too soon for a new game. Yeah. Um, man, I don't even know like where Sony and Quantic stand currently as far as like do, does Sony want a new game from Quantic? Because I know like Quantic Dream it seems like that studio for Sony where like people tend to not. As far as like them compared to other Sony studios, people are just not as much as much of a fan of Quantic Dream as right. they may be for like Gorilla or Naughty Dog or now Santa Monica and like these other stu- Sony studios that are like putting out uh, a lot of Insomniac even like you know they're not first party but like yeah they're putting out like these these uh, quality beloved Sony games um, and Quantic Dream even though like I think their games are excellent. Uh, tend to like kind of as far as like public perception they're not like they're not killing it the way these other these other guys are like they're critically they're like critical darlings but in terms of like commercial sales they're not yeah 300 or sorry yeah million copies in three days like god of war especially like especially in commercial sales yeah but even like critically like i know a lot of critics like are very like they're very mixed as far as like people how people receive them yeah yeah um what about you what do you what do you think uh, in uh, terms of like, do you think this is a new game, or you think this is something a little smaller? No, I'm with blessing in here. I don't yeah. think it's a new game. Um, yeah. I think it's way too early for that. What I feel like it is, because when I think of Quantic, I think of Heavy Rain, obviously, and Beyond not being up to stuff is what I hoped it was. Sure. Um, but again, like blessing, I love Quantic Dream. I love the stories they tell. Um, Detroit was, I think, pretty good. I had, I like two of the storylines. Marcus. Yeah, I'm Marcus with you there. Was okay, like I'm with I'm, with, I'm definitely yeah. with you there. Kara was the standout for me. Her her arc, I loved Kara's mm-hmm. arc. Um, but I feel like when I think of Quantic and I think of PlayStation specifically, mm-hmm. I think of like the tech demos, like the little like we we got the the Kara um, test footage or whatever to show off the power of the PlayStation. Right, like way before Detroit was announced. We got that sorcerer uh, thing hmm. like a couple years ago. Um, it seems like they take whatever that is and make it into the next game. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe they are making that sorcerer vignette. Like they're making a tech was, demo a more than an actual game at this point? I, I think maybe we're going to see a tech demo of like a PS5 engine, but not hmm. really announce it as like a PS5 engine hmm. footage. I think they're just going to showcase something like I think to, to show that... the power Quantic can do. Yeah. I think that's I I think that's very apt, and I think what like if I if I was at Sony and like I had Quantic Dream at my dis- dis- disposal and I was on the verge of releasing the PlayStation Five, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that like they, they even do like a left turn and be like, hey, Quantic, we want you guys. We know you guys just released Detroit, and you guys have spent I mean how many however many years like four or yeah. five years mm-hmm. on Detroit. Um, we want you to make like a a small two to three hour story experience to launch with the PS Five. Like I think something like that isn't out of the realm of possibility. I think that yeah. something like that would be especially cool for them, where they it takes them away from like their current like um, framework of doing things of like these ten hour uh, choice driven games to like making like a smaller story more confined but very technically impressive in order to show off the hardware. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think, think that could be cool. Yeah, I actually now that when, when you say it like that, like YouTube are yeah, like Kyle, right when you said it, I'm like this is one of those moments. That's why you're my co-host. It's <laughs> it's yeah, that makes. A, a lot more sense than any type of DLC from this game. Cause I feel like, yeah, your choices are pretty 
you know, I know the ending of Detroit. So like your, your choices are pretty much there. Like mm-hmm. exploring the, the effects of your decisions. Like, I don't think, I don't think DLC is a thing, but when you do look at PlayStation five is around the corner, the Xbox next box is around the corner. Like these things are coming. So when it comes to news, I don't think it's anything too big. I think it is something more of a, we're going to have like a tech demo shown off somewhere. With that though, the second part that I want to get at here is this was the last game that Sony had contracted uh, Quantic uh, Dreams to do. So with that, where do you think, do you think that they could be going multi-platform with some of their games? Hmm. Or do you think that maybe there's a contract Phil Spencer's very... He has a big wallet right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Xbox would be interested in picking up uh, Quantic Dreams? Hmm. I, I think they're definitely... Oh, sorry. Interested. I should have directed it. See? No, Look it's at like, me with three people. I, I, I think they're it. definitely interested <laughs> yeah. in it. I mean, Quantic Dream is a quality studio, so of course there should be some interest mm-hmm. there from Microsoft yeah. for sure. What about you, Blessing? Uh, what do you think? I... I don't know. That's like... I feel like we you have that as there's a, there's the strong uh, PlayStation association with them, which like it would be an interesting move for for Microsoft to acquire them. Yeah. But I feel like Microsoft even like I could very much see it, it'd be it'd be weird. I don't know. It'd be like dating your friend's ex girlfriend like the mm. day after almost. Like I feel like they'd almost want like Quantic Dream to go third party as like the alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like that that is more that is more likely than Xbox go, than Xbox acquiring them. Yeah. I think the I think the big move be Nintendo to acquire them. Ooh. It's not it's never gonna happen. No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be it's like Mario. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Mario, I would love yeah, that. Dude, imagine Caro and Smash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love it. I'd love to see Hank as like a like a. I, I want a, a like a Mario role. driven narrative game where you have to make choices like yeah. oh my god and save you can see girl, mario's pores <laughs> i'm just thinking heavy rain with mario in it and yeah. he loses toad and he's just screaming around the mall looking for toad <laughs> but it's, it's like it's the same voice as yes. a Sean guy okay. <laughs> like he doesn't even have an italian accent i love it like you know what i'll, I'll get i'll get me a on the phone we'll figure something out yeah uh, the only the only issue with uh dlc well yeah. for uh detroit is because like or is the thing that uh, those games can end in 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 such an assortment of ways? That, oh, yeah. Like I'm I'm sure like I don't know I don't know to what extent everybody can die, but I'm sure like most of the main characters. In Trust that game me, can I die. figured out a way to make yeah. all of them die at one point. Oh wow, yeah. Like I was like, man, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure like I had, I killed a lot of people during my yeah. game during my playthrough. Dude, I, I'm, um, I was playing that game. I was just like, this is literally my life. I know I cannot do adulthood because. Every chapter, they're dying. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, dude, yeah. I thought I was handling one interrogation scene so well, bam, dead. Like, it was just... Yeah, and those, those characters can end up in such an assortment of ways that if they were going to do... To, if they're going to do DLC... Yeah. Um, like, if they're going to do the Hank um, Hank Connor thing, it would have to be... It couldn't be a sequel because, like, there are, there are ways for either of those characters to yep. turn out anyway. Yeah. Um, you, they have to pick, like, a canon version of whatever the ending of the game is like yeah it, it might not match up to whatever what everyone's ending is yeah but like and that, that'd be tough to do like for a small dlc yeah version. and it would also it would almost be a bummer too because like i had an, I have, i've had the idea and i still want to go back because i the way i played detroit was like connor was like is helping the robots and like 
Hank and Connor pretty much had a pretty good relationship. I wanted to replay the game mm-hmm. and like make it make the storyline that Connor is hunting down the robots and Connor is like, oh, dude, that's hey, what I, I was s- doing. I yeah, was, like I'm like I'm programmed. I want to go down that route. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, um, I, don't know, I don't care. It's my job. But the fact that you have the fact that you can have that ownership over where the story goes, yeah. then would make like yeah. them choosing a canon a- ending kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. With that, let's close the book on Detroit for now. Let's talk about Persona Five R X S Max. Oh yes, this comes straight out of Push Square. Atlas has officially teased Persona 5R, a project that's long been rumored following its website domain resignation or registration rather, back in 2017. The trailer embedded above isn't very long at all, but it does confirm that the game is a PlayStation title. It also says we'll be getting more information in March 2019, so you've got a few months to get through before we actually know what we're dealing with. Blessing, you sound very excited about this. Why I, should I be excited about this? Honestly, you probably shouldn't be excited because <laughs> we have no idea what it is. But I, I'm excited because I love Persona 5. Um, it's weird. My love for Persona 5 has grown since I beat it. Because once I beat it, I was like, I hate these dungeons. This game is too long. There's so much filler. <laughs> now that I'm like separated from it, I'm like, man, I really love Persona 5, don't I? Like, I kind of want to go back and replay it. Like, I'm having, I'm like, I have. I don't know. There's something about that game uh, yeah. that connects you to it. Um, and so, like, I have, like, I have strong... F- I mean, I'm sure everybody kind of has the feeling this is going to be some type of re-release, maybe with, mm-hmm. like, with more content, uh, maybe coming to another platform. Who knows? Um, it's weird because it's the trailer or the teaser, whatever it is, started off with the PlayStation um, screen, splash screen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that 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 definitely doesn't point to any uh, other platform or Persona Five coming to any other platform, but right. um, who knows? Like Persona Five R, whatever that could be, could be a thing that comes to PlayStation and Switch and PC or whatever it may be. Um, that Persona's, said, I have no idea what this is. Persona's always been a game for me that like I've wanted to get into, tried to get into. Like I played, and I'm not saying this uh, me giving this any effort. I've played maybe like an hour or two of that game, going. Man, I'm still out, like, is this my uncle's house? I don't know what the hell he is. But, like, I want to get out of here. Let me fight something. I Like, I love the opening scene. That was pretty dope. The story mm. beat's pretty cool. But I was just like, let me just, can I can I go do my thing right now? I want to f- fight something. But when it comes to, like, Persona, and, and, and as I think about it more, um, ever since it was, what is it, Joker coming to Switch... I've been yeah. super pumped to see that on Switch. And it actually Dude, gets same. me excited because I'm like, maybe this is the thing that I needed this game to be. Maybe it is that mobile, you know, yeah. component that's, that is preparing That's the to thing. This. Like, I think Persona as a series is meant to be a hand, handheld series. Even though it started off on console, right. and even like Persona 3 was on console, Persona 4 was on console at first. Um, like, playing, I played Persona 4 Golden on the Switch um and i it was so hard for me to get through persona 5 because every time i played persona 5 i was like this is great but like kind of if i had this to go relaxed more yeah like like there's there's something about having that game because it's it's so long and Mm -hmm. it's done in weird chunks like the way it's formatted where it's day by day by day um and like there's there's so much meticulous um there's a lot of meticulous gameplay as far as like you managing your relationships and you like there's a lot of management in that game going on there's a lot of social gameplay that is yeah like when you're on the go sure i'll go to class or or for a little bit and 
Like, yeah. I want to date yeah. with one of the characters, whatever. Okay. Like, it's one of those games that, like, you can bust out and play for literally, like, 10 minutes and be like, okay, cool, I made progress. Because, like, you you make progress in that game a day at a time, except for when you're in the dungeons, and then it's, like, a deep dive, and I'm going to play this game for 10 hours straight. Yeah. Um. But, like, when you're in the overworld, it's like, hey, I'm going to play this game for, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, like, just go about my day. Um, and I feel like that type of gameplay works perfectly yeah. on the go. It just kind of, like... The way I remember Persona Five, and I bet Nasty Boots is like yelling in his car radio right now, is it is it kind of had like that top down look to it, at least when you're going mm-hmm. through the over over uh, world. Whereas it's like it feels again, guys, please you can kill me later. Kind of felt like more Pokemon esque, where I'm like I I as much as I love Pokemon Go, I played that a crap ton on handheld because it was just like I feel like it's just meant to be here. I just feel like mm-hmm. the art style and the way that the camera's positioned just lends itself to a mobile audience. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm interested in Persona 5R, but I I don't know. Like, <laughs> at the same exact time, I don't know if I'll be getting this day one. They did tease that they're working on multiple projects at the moment as well in the Persona 5 universe. So, And I'm so excited. Yeah. That means, because, like, that means Persona 5Q, maybe, which is, like, if you played Persona persona i think it was called persona 4q it was like a 3ds game that was like a cute version of persona 4 version yeah like a chibi version Mm -hmm. and so if they did that i'd be excited i'd get it um persona 5 dancing is already a thing persona they could make a persona 5 they they could be working on a persona 5 fighting game um because persona 4 uh, arena ultimax i think is what it's called Mm -hmm. uh was 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 a um was the previous fighting game for persona um and yeah i want a lot here bless i want them to milk persona 5 as much as they can because like i don't know man there's something about that like and i'm honestly like a big part of it is like i play 130 hours and so like i have such a connection and such a devotion (laughs) to that to those characters into that world that now i'm just like i want to bathe in it i want them to like give me whatever they can for me to experience that some more persona 5 is one of the the games that's in my shame pile like Mm -hmm. i i I played up until like the third dungeon and I loved it. This is mm. like my first real <clears throat> dive into Persona. Into yeah. Persona games. I didn't and, think I was going to finish it. Like I played yeah. up to like the third or fourth dungeon and I stopped for like six months. And yeah. I I think I hot back in just because I was like, I got nothing else to play. Yeah, I'll try I'm it get, out. And I'm then, getting like, that itch to, to go back in because it yeah. came the time where I just got busy. Summer camp started and that's mm-hmm. 10 hours a day, five days a week. Like I was tired and I knew yeah. how much how much attention I needed for Persona and that sounds like a bad thing but it's not because Persona you need to use all your senses and you have to know what's about you Um, but uh, but I think this is kind of interesting like I love like theorizing about and like taking little aspects of trailers and seeing if it matches up I think the R could be like a Persona 5 Ruby much like Persona 4 Golden and maybe Persona 5 R is on the Vita portable vita version because the video the trailer was not we like to let him dream yeah (laughs) this is the the vita soapbox that i die on every week uh the video itself was not maybe it's just my version of where i watch it but it wasn't as high as quality as i think persona looks like in the video like it looked derezzed a little bit Mm. like not a playstation 4 version of it Mm. um so that could either mean vita version or okay. maybe the R is simply just VR, Persona in VR. Um, That'd be wild. I wouldn't yeah. even know what they like. Would I don't. Yeah, I don't. That. Wouldn't know how they would do that. Yeah, like, really look at who's the best boy and girl in that game. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, who is the best? Uh, the best girl, Bless Makoto, you. easily. Yeah. yeah. What? 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 
describe her for the audience. She's like she's a smart girl. Okay. Uh, only thing is that she's a cop, and so like that's it's kind of a negative quality. But like, so you're kind of dancing with the devil, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's great. She's great. I like it. Okay, awesome. Persona Five R guys, gang, let's get it now to something I'm yeah. actually really excited about. All right, Derasine, or I don't even know it at this point. I just hear Bloodborne Two, and I just I perk up. I get really excited. <laughs> Derosine Easter eggs, not indicative of Bloodborne 2. This also comes from Push Square. This is a running theme. According to creator Hideki Miyazaki, I almost got that right. Though the Easter eggs were just that. And this is his him, yeah, his quote here. Easter eggs. I'm sorry for getting everyone's hopes up. We only put those Easter eggs for fun, he said. Many people on Derosine's staff, and of course myself, really love Bloodborne. So we wanted to put references to it, but we want, oh, but we went overboard. We're reflecting on it. I'm going to use this question I put on the notes. Um, how did Mr. Miyazaki's mother raise such a liar? <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> this one goes to you. He, he's come on, right? We we knew. I think I talked about this months back that there was about I think three projects from software was working mm-hmm. on. One was a VR title, one was an unannounced IP, and then one was a sequel to an already existing IP. And this was I think after Dark Souls 3's release. So come on, it's happening, right, Kyle? I mean, I it would make sense. It, it's happening. <clears throat> sorry, yeah, it would only make sense. It would only make sense. <laughs> but Blessing, I what would, about you? Like, oh, I'm sorry. If I was working on a game, and like I had the opportunity to put Easter eggs in, I mm-hmm. would put as many Easter eggs as possible because, yeah. like, that's just. I think that's cool. I love when games do that. Like little shoutouts to older games. Um, it's just I want Bloodborne. <laughs> I, I know I want you want Bloodborne. Yeah. I know you want it. And I, I really do feel like it's going to come, Joe. It just... But if you it were thinking to. of confirmation from Derasine, I don't know if that was the right call. Right. But I mean, like, so I, I haven't necessarily played Derasine myself because from what I understand, 30 bucks is a little steep for this game that they're asking. Yeah, so I kind of held off. But I understand that there are, from what I'm aware of, one or two Easter eggs. And I thought they were just, from what I saw, pretty cool Easter eggs. Not like... Anything more of, huh, that's there. I don't think Easter eggs necessarily mean anything other than a developer sharing their love and you know their appreciation for their games that they've worked on previously. I don't think every single little tease has to mean a new game. You know, this isn't Smash Brothers where we have all these theories. So to me, I, I thought nothing of it. What do you think, Blessing? Do you think Bloodborne 2 is happening? Please say yes. I don't know. No, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I, I'm not. I'm not as tuned into uh, the Soulsborne games, um, but yeah, I don't know. I it seems this studio is interesting because like they Bloodborne one was of course like PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. Then they're, then uh, now their next thing they're doing uh, after they just did Derasine is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which yeah. is multi yeah. multi platform. What is their relationship with Sony? Do you guys know like? It's a weird relationship. Like... <laughs> um, uh, from what I'm aware of, uh, how From Software works is in Japan, they usually self-publish everything. And when they go to like other countries, like like North America, for example, um, Activision looks at their portfolio. They go, okay, we can use an, an action game or, or this, that, or the other thing. And then 
from software goes, well, we need a big publisher to get it all, in all, in all the stores. They work mm-hmm. something out, and that's how from software kind of does it. Similar to like CD Projekt Red, where CD Projekt Red will use like EA in Europe, but they'll use WB over in North America. So it's nothing more than just just so strictly who's pu- business. Who's publishing um, Sekiro uh, Shadows Die Twice? Uh, here in the states is Activision, which makes it oh, okay. Gotcha. Everybody like st- hmm. step back now. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't interesting. Know if I like this. Yeah, it's. I it's think a, there's a chance. I think there's a chance of Bloodborne too. I I just don't. It. I, I don't know, man. Like the fact that the fact that they pivoted so quickly to being like, oh yeah, we're putting out shadows, even though like that original tease looked like Bloodborne too, mm-hmm. makes me think that like they want to do new stuff and try new things, but like. I don't know. Bloodborne is so successful. I can't imagine like they don't want to return to that well. I mean, so I, they they do have another franchise that they've worked on that is beloved by many. Joe, that's been gone for a while. Oh, is is that the Armored uh... Core? Ooh, now this I like. Yeah, I like that so, that mode of thinking. I I think I think it's time for something new. And Sekiro, like Blessing said, that teaser I thought it was Bloodborne two. I think everyone in the world thought it was Bloodborne two. Sekiro is. Almost like Bloodborne. My and girl that's, that's the, would agree with you when I first saw that trailer. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the thing. That's the thing for me too. Is like the reason why I'm not like sold on their uh, on Bloodborne two being a sure thing is the fact that Sekiro is so close. I mean, not so close, but it is like of that same ilk, mm-hmm. um, and it looks cool. And like it'd be, I, I don't know if it'd be weird, but I feel like it'd be slightly weird for them to have those two games rotating because they. And, I don't know. I guess Naughty Dog does have Red Dead and Grand Auto, and Bethesda has yeah. Fallout and it could, it uh, could Skyrim be and all like stuff. But their new version of they went from Demon Souls to Dark Souls. Like Bloodborne was mm. like it's a one-off thing, and it was only on PlayStation, and then they did other things. See, and yeah. that's the reason why that scares me so much. Yeah, because Demon Souls is a Sony IP, mm-hmm. right? So back in the day, they had Demon Souls. It didn't work out, or Sony didn't have an, enough faith in from software that that game would sell in North America. So they handed it off to Bandai Namco and then they kind of just abandoned it to create dark souls. And that's all my only fear is like you have gold with bloodborne. It's the game of the generation. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's just, that's just science. I've looked it up. Shuhei has told me. So I don't know, man, the order 1886, that was, that was, that was a hit. That's true. There's, you know what? God, there I hope they make a sequel to that. that. Uh, <laughs> Dude, uh, I would actually be pretty down for that, actually. If they, yeah. yeah, if they changed, like, the going for cinema. Nonetheless, I'd love Born 2. <laughs> you just got to tweak that shooting. You got to tweak the shooting. More werewolf penis. We're just great. Just give me an open world Batman Arkham City-esque game where he's just going out hunting werewolves and... Yeah. Being a badass. Just being a badass, yeah. But I, 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 armor, an armored core reboot or like armored core coming back would be pretty pretty awesome um i don't know man i could be that and it'd be different it'd be like a it'd be a unique thing in the portfolio i don't know all right all yeah right. you know this is supposed to get my hopes up let's get to the topic <laughs> of the night this is something that i was I, i've been wanting to do for a while now uh ever since we started doing more little special topics with our game of the show i wanted to do or game of the year rather i wanted to do stories that defined PlayStation in 2018. And there were three that came to mind. And so how we're going to do this tonight is we're going to talk about PSN name changes, crossplay controversy with Fortnite, and then no PSX in 2018 slash so you won't be attending E3. 
I want us to rank these. Simple because there's three. Mm-hmm. In from least important to most important. I think the easiest one to say that's least important here is PSN name changes. Right? You agree? All right, good. I'm along for the ride here. So with that, I think the third biggest story this year, PSN name changes, the fact that we're finally able to change our name with a little asterisk mark there uh, means (laughs) a lot to so many people. Blessing, what do you feel about PlayStation in 2018 when it comes to name changes? Because there's a lot of... If you know it may affect some games from your PlayStation 3 era or Vita era games, what do you feel? It's, it, I feel like it's more fascinating than anything mm-hmm. because, like, I'm one, I'm somebody who wants to change their name. Like, I would love to change my name to, um, uh, actually, I won't say it because I don't want anybody to take yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but like, what is the, the now blessing? Right now, it's Merc City 64. Okay, Dude, that's uh, a which is an awesome name. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a bad name at all. I made that, but the thing is, I made that name when I was like, 16 i think mm-hmm. like whenever i bought my ps3 um i made that name and i just haven't like i i've not had the opportunity to change it to something that i feel like would be more um i don't know identifiable for me something that people could like whether it is like something that has to do with the website okay beast or something that has yeah. to do like mm-hmm. something that pe- something that reflects me in 2018 or 2019 now it's weird that they didn't have that foresight because like mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's i feel like they would have known that this is a system like psn is something they would have been using seemingly yeah. for like I indefinitely talk to that old guy who was just like <laughs> yeah the internet and <laughs> we don't it's need so, to change our names you know so like and knowing i feel like knowing what we know about the way psn was built and like what rumors have said and what people have said like this is a herculean task for them yeah. to figure try and figure something out um and now that like they've come out and said like hey you, you're gonna be able to change your name but there are these caveats i'm not gonna do it yeah <laughs> and like yeah. It, it's like that's why for me it's like a fa- it's more fascinating than anything because like i'm excited that they're able to finally pull it off but it is fascinating to see them just struggle with it yeah. and wrestle with yeah. it and be the, like hey like the thing that shocked me was the fact that you might not you might get locked out of games you bought and you can't yeah like, like that, that they said they said everything except for like your place is just gonna explode like yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh yeah you might like you might lose yeah. i forget you'll i forget lose the whole trophies, list of things you'll lose trophies, access to games like, saves yeah. might not be able to leaderboards might not work yeah 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 like it's a whole it's messy like it's very and then they're like yeah and you and i forget what the thing is like you can change it back once or something like that um, <laughs> everybody gets there's like a lot of caveats that make it like a scary thing but like it's it's interesting because i think this is a thing that they had to do um i'm surprised they're doing it now instead of the next jump to the next generation but maybe like maybe they they crunch the numbers and they're like well if we did it during the jump then like there's still going to be the negative aspects to it and we don't want that to tear down the jump to the next generation um but man it's kind of want to get this out of the way before we launch playstation so that people know we have it it exists you can change it just don't look at the fine print yeah exactly so do you think overall that this story is a good news story that helps define what playstation is in 2018 or do you think because of the caveats it is there's definitely shades of gray (laughs) say the least i think it's just a big old shade of gray like i don't think it's i don't think it's bad because like i think if you paid attention then you'd know that like this is probably this is going to be something like this is what it takes for them to make this happen um but it's not entirely positive either uh given that like i mean i think a lot of people aren't going to change their name because of these caveats and so like what's the point for me like for me like it changes nothing 
um, except for being able to watch from afar and see like, okay, what's well, going to go down. Um, and so for me, it's, 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 it's just gray. It's just like yeah. in that middle area of like, eh. um, and I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely one of the biggest PlayStation stories of this year because like people have been waiting for this forever. Um, but I don't know if it's defining, um, as far as like what uh, compared to the other stories we have yeah. on here. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? What do you think? Is it positive? Or I think it's a step in the right direction for sure. I mean, it's something that old PlayStation didn't do a whole lot was listen to its fan base uh, and kind of working on things that we wanted um, to a certain extent, like on the technical side of things. And um, it's it's definitely a step in the right direction, positive thinking that they're they're looking into it. And as flawed as it is, I can see it as a positive. Yeah. I, I think yeah, it is. It is a huge news story mm-hmm. uh, for the year because so many people want it. Um, shout out to you, Sean Capri, because I know you want it. <laughs> you know uh, what his name is, blessing. It's so oh bad. yeah, yeah. I forget. I, actually, remind me because I forgot what it was. It's, it's uh, <clears throat> you know what it is, Sean. We'll, we'll tell you. We'll tell you huh? afterwards. Just, <laughs> he's he's a parent with two kids. Let's just say that. Yeah. Now <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's definitely a great news story. I think. Um, a news story that I just thought of mm-hmm. that is not on this list actually that might be number three for me is because um, I do think the other two are bigger than yeah. the, than what I'm going to say is just how successful Sony first party exclusives were or exclusives on PlayStation in general. God of War, <laughs> Spider Man, Detroit, all really solid games. Yeah, dude. When you said when you said what three stories defined the PlayStation this year, I thought you were gonna be like, oh yeah, God of War story and Detroit story and Spider Man yeah. story. Because I was like, oh yeah, those are three great narratives. Those games, those games have pretty good stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing too. Uh, when we when we talk about more and more of this list, is a lot of people writing in because we. <laughs> I went to Andrew House's house, and uh, ironic, he calls it that. And he's just like, I don't work here anymore. Leave me alone. And there's a mailbox there. I steal his mail constantly. It's ridiculous. He has a lot of credit card debt. A lot of it. Can't believe he retired. But with that, um, a lot of people wrote in. They're just like, games. Games. Like, these stories are great and everything. Some are bad. But, like, it's games. Like, games are the hmm. things that, that define this. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, like, yeah. when it comes to the PlayStation name changes, for me, it is it is the... Okay, we knew this day would come <laughs> eventually. This is something that has always been a flawed thing that Sony has never had. That's always been, you know, that that mark on their ledger type of thing, right? Like they've always had that scar for years. And now it's Sony kind of finally going, listen, listen, guys, we got this. It's not picture perfect. We get it. We messed up somewhere along the lines. We understand here's the best fix like what you were talking about earlier blessing was this was a you know a herculean like task to to tackle and this is the best thing that they could come with and to me to just go it's not enough you dumb dumb idiots is is to me a little harsh because this is something that they have been trying to work at for years and i don't think they would just go i just put this out (laughs) as a solution just to you know get it out there i really do think they at least tried to get something decent. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. And I think, yeah, they should have known from the get-go. But also, Nintendo should have known to put voice chat in their damn console. So <laughs> everybody makes mistakes. It's not the perfect. Uh, so I think this is leaning in a 
right direction. This isn't the solution we wanted. It is a solution. It's just not the best solution. And with that, I think this is a good story overall because you're getting this out now before the console releases. You're going to finally have some type of level playing field with the rest of the boys. And yeah, you're able to actually compete and show off, you know, what really matters, the games. And so with that, we got the two stories right here. Got crossplay, and then no PSX this year, or no, uh, actually, let's just boil it down to PlayStation won't attend E3. Which one of these two stories is bigger? And this one, I'm going to mm. go with Kyle with this one. What do you, what do you, which one do you think is, is bigger? Well, blessing you think it over. Uh, I, I think PlayStation not attending E3 next year is pretty huge. Yeah. Um, because it's not like a EA who is technically not there. They're like in their own side building yeah. like down the street. Um, but PlayStation's one of the big three. And the fact that they're not there um, to do like a major press conference, it's it's gonna it's gonna feel weird. Yeah. And it, it's it's a sign of maybe E three not being what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the future kind of looking much different than what we expect from. So I think that one's bigger. Crossplay is huge. Right. But the fact that one of the big three companies are, at, or technically Nintendo has their direct thing, but like yeah. the fact that they're up that in there the trees be, somewhere. Like they don't even have Wi-Fi. You know? The, the fact that there's not going to be another major press conference thing yeah. from PlayStation is kind of big. What about you, Blessing? You think the same? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go on, on the flip side just for the sake of being different. And I'm gonna say crossplay is the biggest story, mainly for the reason that I think PlayStation not being at uh not having PSX and not being at E3 uh, uh for next year like that is like that's huge. Um, but I, that mainly affects next year, whereas I think crossplay affects just like the future forever. period for video oh, games that's forever. An awesome take. Um, and I, I I attribute it more. I mean more to Epic. Uh, than to Sony because Epic was the ones that kind of twisted twisted their arm. Um, but the fact, like, there's a lot of things that go into that crossplay story, right? It's like yeah. it was the reluctance from Sony, Sony giving in, and now Epic. Like the latest thing is them being like, "Hey, we have tools for developers to make this happen. Like we're that's, like we're going to make this happen." And that's the ballsiest thing. So for the sake of for the sake of this conversation, I'll put it as number two that the E3 is more important because I want to talk about this. I think mm. what you stated is excellent. Like how this story first began was Fortnite. Like who to think this game Fortnite? Like I remember when Fortnite I think was shown off on Xbox's stage with Cliffy B up there, and it looked totally different. I and I I literally spent some portion of the day today trying to find the original trailer. Can't find it anywhere anymore. And wow. Yeah, it's it's just how this game. I remember the Game Informer cover way back to when. It's just it's nuts. And this game was just when it came out it was meh. And then this battle yeah. royale mode that we, which was when you look at it, <laughs> just six months ago or, or not even like a little over a year, bare bones. But somehow it just it just it's, you know it kind of avalanches into this monstrosity. This huge thing it's, that's unavoidable. It's insane because, like, to, like literally today, uh, this morning, Alex uh, DM'd me a tweet uh, that he tweeted in 2013, and the tweet was at Epic. Can we expect Fortnite at E3 <laughs> this year? <laughs> because, like, that's how long that's how long that game has been in development. That, yeah. like, and like the reason it's funny from Alex is because, like, Alex from uh, OKBS, he is like a huge like like Kira's fan, Cliff Blazinski. Like, he like like that's like that's his lane. 
Um, but yeah, like that game went MIA and it came out and was dead on arrival. That game wasn't supposed to make it. That game was supposed to be, it was, it was supposed to be agents of mayhem. Like it was supposed to be like a game that came out and nobody was going to hear of. And it was, it probably, it probably should have like hung up the, uh, I'm making up a phrase, hung up the coat by now. Like it, 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 it was it's like weird. a tower defense game from what I remember. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it's a weird-ish tower yeah. defense game. Even now, like, the base game, is it's not that, like, spectacular. There's better ones out there, but the Battle Royale mode is just, it's its insane. It's and the biggest the game thing, in the world. It's the you, new, like, Mario. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, like, dude, seeing little kids playing this game. Like, I was out, uh, like, every time when I'm out, I, I'm at a restaurant, I just see a kid with an iPad playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I'm like, How? How it's, out, this... it's my generation or today's generation's yeah. Pokemon in my eyes. Yeah, and, and I think we said yeah. that a couple weeks ago. Like everyone played Pokemon when I was in middle school and and in high school stuff, and now it's Fortnite dances everywhere you look. And, yeah. and Fortnite. And do you think, and, uh, like, yeah. to an extent, it's bigger than Pokemon? It, yeah, I would say so at what this you, point. What, what's the question? Because I would like to say yes. I can't say yes but, yet. Right. I have, to, I have to give it time because like Pokemon when that first came out like that turned into a TV show yeah. trading mm-hmm. card games like yeah. that ha- that had that had a had a whole revolution but right. I think Fortnite is having a similar moment um uh, so I can't say it. until that Fortnite TV show gets greenlit then I'll be like okay <laughs> that's what the, I think we were talking about a few weeks ago I was like how how have they not made a like how has Hollywood not taken this dumb idea yet and just went, oh they were making a movie. Fortnite movie, you know, like I would totally go see it. The Rock's in it. If it's anything like Hunger Games, like where you have to survive, I'm yeah. down. Dude, I, oh it's, man, it's just it, yeah, it is nuts. And just to see how fast like their toys there, and they're actually like they look decent. Like there's there's so there's it's so big. Do you think going back to PlayStation here, not just to stroke Epic's ego, if PlayStation just didn't lock accounts, do you think? This crossplay issue would have been as big as it was. I'm gonna go with blessing on this one. Yeah. Um. No, I don't. Like, I I think the thing that pushed it was the fact that like, it wasn't just the crossplay stuff, right? It was Epic being like, "Hey, you can't play on you you can't play on Nintendo if you have an account on PlayStation. Like, yeah. you have to create a new email and create a new account." Yeah. I think that's the thing, and I think, but I think that was like Epic pushing the issue. That was like Epic being like, "Hey." Like, cause Epic didn't the way Epic worded it when I when I booted it up on my Switch when they announced at E3 when I opened up my Switch Fortnite like the way it was worded they were very much like pointing the finger and they were very much like like sticking it to the PlayStation we wish right we could do it. it was kind of like the it was kind of like uh like like the good the good parent it was a like good cop bad cop like Sony's being the bad cop so, yeah you know yeah like it's like they're so it. I don't, I've never seen I've never seen anything like this from a company before because yeah. like you had like you had it I think it was last year that. Um, Fortnite became momentarily crossplay, like yeah. they like they ac- they accidentally or quote I think unquote it was accidentally early like, September last year for like yeah. a night, and people were playing via Xbox yeah. and PlayStation, and people were like, "Yo, this isn't a PlayStation ID," and like people yeah. realized that it was like crossplay with Xbox or whatever, and like like they, they say they they say it's an accident. I don't think anybody believes in it. It's say. an accident. Like yeah. this is uh, this is a thing that they very much want to happen and they want to be the pioneers of. Why? I'm actually not sure. I don't know if this is just out of the goodness of their hearts that yeah, they're I like think it's a little bit of both. I think it's yeah. a, like who who doesn't want to play with their friends on on Nintendo or Xbox, right? Like sure they made the wrong decision. 
<laughs> but like you, like yeah, like I want to play with my friends on Nintendo and carry them because they're awful. They're Nintendo players, guys. Yeah, <laughs> playing Fortnite with you and, guys. This like, is rough. And, and I like, never really thought about it, but like, that. what are what is the like aside from business reasons for PlayStation and for Xbox and Nintendo? Like, what are what are like the practical reasons for not not allowing uh, crossplay? Like, like I understand like Pete for shooters. Playing yeah. versus people on PC becomes a problem because of uh, mouse and keyboard. Yeah. So I kind of understand that. But like in like in general, for like games that don't necessarily have that advantage from system to system, like what what like what are the real reasons not to play, it's not to just, be able to play against somebody? It's just because if let's just say I'm playing Fortnite on on PlayStation, and then I because a lot of people own everything or, or, or a lot hmm. of things, right? Like maybe I'm playing on PlayStation and I go on my phone. And I'd buy something from the Epic Store. Well, Sony wants you to buy it from, uh, from yeah. on their on their system so that they make a little bit of that money. It's all about just them taking as much money as they can. So they see you not being able to play or you being able to play with your friends on Xbox as you being able to play on Xbox and you buying their, is, their it's, it's them losing money because they, yeah. they have they have the biggest uh audience as far as people on playstations and like like playstation is is like is going to be the loser here by allowing crossplay because like x like people who own both xbox and playstation uh xbox is going to get the benefit because the because there's more players like playstation is like the only that they're the only ones that are kind of like losing or they're the ones that are losing the most by doing this yeah. um they're, but and, yeah and like what, us, what they're losing the most is is on you you know perception they're they were the good guy this is where the gamers are type of thing um kyle do you think this is do you think fortnite is the catalyst is the beginning of this crossplay future of like let's do it x next box playstation 5 let's let's play together do you yeah. think that's the future absolutely mm-hmm. uh going back to like the last gen ps3 xbox 360 Back when I was working at GameStop, I had many people asking which console to get. And my go-to would be like, well, get the one where your friends are if you yeah. play online. And, and the fact that Fortnite's pushing it so, like, it doesn't matter where you play. <laughs> you know, you just, as long as you own the game, you can play with people regardless of platform. Yeah. I think it's huge. And I think that solves a lot of really, really good problems. Uh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, like it doesn't matter where you play as long as you get to play with friends. I think is the the real positive thing here, which is it's awesome. crazy. What do you uh, and I'll I'll do I'll do one for each. What do you think is the next game to to be crossplay? Do you think it's like a Call of Duty? You think it's a Rocket League? What do you think? Blessing. I think it's gonna be either Rocket League or Warframe. Um, Ooh, Warframe. Warframe because it's free and because I think it's big enough. Um, and I think because like that game seems like the kind of game that scales very well. And I, and, um, I forget what engine that runs on. Uh, I might have to check if that's an, if it's an unreal engine game though, then I think they'll, they'll, they'll have easier capabilities since Epic is doing a lot of work to make, to make that kind of, kind of thing happen. Um, Rocket League, because Rocket League is already cross play, yep. um, between PC, uh, PC and PlayStation. And I think Xbox can cross play with switch if I remember correctly and yep. like all these things. So it's a similar situation as Fortnite. Um, and so, like, that's another one where, like, if place, I'm pretty sure there's just a button uh, that has to be pushed. Um, the engine so, used on Warframe is called Evolution. Interesting. Yeah, never heard of interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard of that uh, Debuted in Dark Sector and then utilized in oh, Darkness 2. 
Yeah, so it's a proprietary one, it seems like. Because okay. I think I think Dark Se- Sector was them also, was them. if I remember okay. correctly. Yeah, that's, um, that's cool. Yeah, but that's yeah. cool. Those are, those are good choices. I'm trying to think of another like major multiplayer game this year that might do that. And like, I don't think Anthem is going to do it. No, no, uh, I don't think. I, I think don't like, think Division Two is going to do it. No, I think it has to be. I would I would really love to see another huge. Not even game at this point, just entity, just make a stand going. Like I would love Ubisoft to go. Yeah, we would like to. We would like everything crossplay. Yeah. I would like that would be Activision wild. Just be like, we would like everything crossplay. EA, you want to win some brownie points? I was, I was just gonna say, you know, it would be cool if like next year's Madden. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what platform, you can just play against people in Madden. Yeah, like that's that's huge. That would be awesome if you just took a stand going. Okay, listen, we want this and be more vocal about it. And then you get to twist Sony's arm just a little bit more so that they do fold, they do buckle. But do you think when it comes down to the response of Sony starting this beta, do you guys think it's just, just an excuse for them to go, okay, this is a way to contain Fortnite? Or do you think that this is truly a beta and thinking, okay, we'll test this out with Fortnite Maybe with a smaller game like Rocket League, if we don't see any damage on our end, we'll continue this going forward. And I'll, I'll, it, I'll throw this over to you, Kyle. Yeah, it, it sounds like a Sony PlayStation thing to think. Yeah. Like, you know, see if many people want it, and if they don't want it, then they'll stop it and be like, hey, we tried it, it's on yeah. you, type of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're going to move forward. I think that's what gamers want. And I think PlayStation learned from their mistakes, I hope. And um, One can only I, I think it's going to be the norm, or they're going to try to make it the norm going forward. What about you, Blessing? Do you think this is Sony just trying to kind of just see how things are, or is this a true beta? I think it's both. I think PlayStation is cut, like, tr- I, I think calling it a beta allows them to be like, hey, like, this is why only Fortnite gets to do it for now because, like, we're just testing it out. Um, but I think it is is also a way for like I'm sure there's somebody at PlayStation that's trying to po- prove to somebody else at PlayStation like hey this can work. Yeah. Um, and I think starting it out as a beta and not committing to it fully is a way for them to be like okay let's watch and see how this goes. Yeah, and and it's also a a, a way of snuffing it out if they don't want it and just never like this beta could always be existing like this is something that they can't just like go yeah, announce on Tuesday. Well, yeah, we're killing this beta program. Just didn't work. Right, it's not a good PR thing to say that. So for me, I think it's a great way for them to kind of just see and, and see if they're actually truly losing money on this, and see if they could branch out with other smaller games, and then look at it and just go, okay, things are not things aren't that bad. We could continue pushing forward because um, I forget what podcast it was, but I think they said it perfectly well. I think it maybe was Games Daily or. or Man, I'm so sorry. I want to give credit where credit's due. But if the future is not in console boxes and it is in this platforms, right? We're selling this platform, the PlayStation platform, and you could get it on a little dongle drive type of thing, then I do think crossplay is just inevitable. It's it's just a thing that needs to exist. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I th- I th- I think to me crossplay is is the biggest story here, but for number one, with no PSX this year and no Sony won't attend E3, I think the reason why this is number one to a lot of people in terms of importance is A, just happened a few uh, months ago. Oh my God, it's been months. Uh, and so it's fresh in people's minds. But not only that, it's a mystery. 
it's a real big mystery. Is this a mistake? Is E3 dying? Like like Kyle, you were saying earlier, is this a is this the beginning of the end for E3? Blessing, I want to know what your take is. Do you think this is a mistake? I I'm of many minds with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember like when they first announced this, my mind was kind of like in like a bunch of different places of like, oh wow, this is bold. Oh wow, this is kind of I don't I don't know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. I I landed in a place where I'm like I really I I think I can see some of the strategy with it, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm fully with it. Um, in the fact that like PlayStation is a pretty known quality uh, quantity as far as like what their output is right now yeah like all of their studios we know like this generation have either released the game or we know what they're working on um we know uh i mean we know of ghost of tsushima we know of death stranding we know of last of us 2 um days dreams gone. days gone like um we're pretty we're we're pretty much at a place where we're like okay yeah like uh, everything seems to be out in the open and so for them I've I've heard somebody phrase it that, that they're taking a knee on this generation and being mm. like, hey, like we've done enough work here. Like we've proven our point. We've built this platform. We can let the third parties kind of like carry us through uh, through the rest, and we'll be yeah. back with the PS5 to give you more bangers. Um, and so I can see that, but also like it, it's also just very weird for, uh, weird to me because I feel like one they they like they I think they could do another E3 this mm-hmm. year. And I think they could even do a PSX and be like, hey, like, here are the, here are the first parties you already know of, um, but also here are some indies and here are some third parties. Um, and like here, like here, like here are all these games that are still coming to PlayStation, even if they're not first party exclusive mm-hmm. games. I think they com- could come out and do that and it wouldn't Here's be a problem. Here's another guy with a flute. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. like, and like, and that's the thing, like, PlayStation is taking a, a, an interesting turn. Like, mm-hmm. I think they're putting out, like, the best exclusives this generation um, between, between like, I guess between PlayStation and, and Xbox. Nintendo is, like, a, it's a weird, they're, they straddle generations, and so it's, it's, weird, it's weird to bring them in. But, like, you know, play Spider-Man, God yeah. of War, Detroit. I mean, I think, like, yeah, um, like, the games speak for themselves right now. Like, yeah. A lot of people are like, Sony's not talking. I'm like, well, because God of War is talking right now. And, yeah. you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's letting but their, I, I, their games talk I think, for them. I think with that quality comes like a weird they like their E3s recently have been like, hey, like we're presenting more than a show. What we're doing here is art. And here's yeah. here are here are violins and here are yeah. choirs. Yeah. And we're gonna start this one off in a church yeah. and you're gonna feel it. <laughs> like yeah. and like like I appreciate it to an extent because like I, I really like how they I, I like how they treat their games, but I feel like at some point it, it can they can kind of push it a bit. Um as far as like being like kind of towing the line of being too artsy and too mm-hmm. fancy um to the point where last year like there were a lot of like i think mixed reception as far as like their presentation of it all um and like i think they've kind of taken that that ownership of their e3 conferences and making about like hey this is gonna be about our first party games uh and call of duty um because we're their partners (laughs) um and i would like i mean i would have liked them to, to be and i actually in the future i would like them to be like hey we're going to do some of what xbox did that uh this last e3 of like hey like why let Xbox show off Don't May Cry when you can? Why did like I let Xbox show off Jump Force yeah, or like right. the the game that looks like Skate or like <laughs> all, like all these like, awesome awesome like third yeah, party all these games. cool awesome yeah. games like Xbox's E3 last year was really dope, um and like and PlayStation PlayStation's was also dope in my eyes but like I I think I think you could share some of that wealth yeah, like I yeah. think I think there's no reason to not have have cool new third-party games showing off at your place also like indies like 
the um kind of funny um uh, indie showcase. Yeah. yeah, the showcase like that was such a cool thing and it was a good reminder of like hey there are really cool games coming out like y2k the postmodern rpg or whatever it's called like that game looks awesome yeah, long more. gone dane or what did i just say <laughs> long gone days yeah. i can't talk anymore yeah. looks super awesome like um ape out like there are some really cool indie games coming like celeste yeah, came out earlier this year like yeah, there's yeah. so many games so many indie games that are coming out that are super cool like mm-hmm. The messenger. I can Guacamelee da- <laughs> too. Like I can name. I can go on for days. Yeah. yeah. And these are games that I would have known. I would have heard from PlayStation at the beginning of the generation. Um. But I'm not hearing at all from them at this point in the generation because what I think they've you, built up the first party base. Yeah. I, I think that's what I would love for them to do. If they if they run out of first party stuff to show, I think they do what Microsoft did and that what E3, that's what their E3 was this year. It mm-hmm. was hey here's Forza. Which is a major exclusive for us. Here's all the studios we bought. Here's yeah. a look at gears, uh, both in pop form and not in pop form. And then <laughs> in it was, tactics form. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it was just like a bunch of really cool third party stuff that I know I'm gonna play on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So it was cool for me to watch that press conference as a non Microsoft owner. Right. And be like, Oh, Dying Light Two looks awesome. Can't wait yeah. to play that. Devil May Cry Five, oh, it's finally happening, type of thing. Even seeing Kingdom Hearts three show up on Xbox and stage was really, really interesting and, and i think if they do a, a thing where they highlight third-party stuff and then just do an update like hey final fantasy 7 remake is still coming and like a little tease yeah there. or like shenmue 3 or whatever here's a yeah. little bit here just like little hints at something to kind of make it their like own concrete still. genie like oh yes for sure like i i think they still have some stuff there that they could use well i got someone who thinks it's a bad decision Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's Mr. Michael Pactor. And Blessing, I got a question for you. In a, yes, in sir. A, you get to choose a voice today. All right? You get oh, to geez. make Michael Pactor either sound like Barack Obama or uh, Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption. Ooh. I'm gonna go, I always got to go Barack Obama. Uh, I think they made a bad decision. He planned. <laughs> uh, I think they somehow internally determined uh, that the money was just not well spent. Uh, and they were wrong. All right, now back to the Western. I can't do Barack that's, for that that's one. Real good. Michelle just gets... Just, uh, she starts yelling at me real bad. Uh, <clears throat> now, I don't know what they spent on E3, but even if it's like $15 million, by God, they get about $15 million publicity out of it. So I think they're fools by bypassing the show, and they'll be back. Pactor said last year's show, they had that stupid walkthrough that nobody understood. Just wasn't fun, Bogout. And I think, also, Bogouts are not in this quote. And I think they probably spent a ton of that. And I think they're very much the guys that don't acknowledge that they did anything wrong. So just take their ball and go home because it just didn't work that well, Bogout. I mean, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need to, like, throw on these art pieces. Like, they don't need to have a waterfall. Like they don't need to let makes like sand like sparkly and, rainbow sand and, fall yeah. from the sky. <laughs> and most of that walkthrough we didn't see. Yeah, it was yeah. cut to like uh, Sid and I love Sid. I love the PlayStation Access crew, but like it was cut to them, and it was just more stuff that we already saw either in the pre-show or the the couple days leading up to E3, like yeah. all the other announcements that yeah, they already made, it was, it was which awesome. they did. So it wouldn't be part of the show, yeah. but it was still part of a show. Type yeah, of it was thing. all like Tetris Effect was like yeah. my game <laughs> that E3. Oh yeah, like, it was amazing, and just like yeah, like I I didn't I wasn't part of this walkthrough. I didn't see any yeah. of this. 
And like, blessing, just to let you know, I hated it. Like, I'm the PlayStation fanboy. I hated that conference. I didn't understand it. It's like, Michael yeah. Packer's right. It was, I'm a big dumb, dumb. So I like it from the yeah. content standpoint, for sure. Yeah. But even then, like, I kind of wanted more, like, it's weird because they did the thing leading up where, like, they're like, five days, we're going to announce five different things. And I'm like, watched all those things. And I was like, this could have been part of the conference. Yep. Like, yeah. there was no reason to leave it. Like, it, you don't have to do your your in your um pre-show which then turned into an interlude <laughs> this year like in the middle of it like there's no re like you don't have to do this stuff guys yeah. like i would have liked i think it was last year that it was everybody's golf uh in the pre-show and like undertale was announced in the pre-show which why are you announcing undertale in a pre-show put yeah. this in the conference people love undertale people love this stuff um i appreciate what they're going for in turn or what they what they've been going for mm-hmm. with like because their presentation is really cool but xbox this year also had a really cool presentation yep. and all they did was put 100 xboxes on stage for no <laughs> reason <laughs> and leaves like, falling from the ceiling yeah yeah like the, the whole time i was like oh when are they gonna announce their halo battle royale and play yeah. it on stage they never did that but it was still a cool look for them to have all those xboxes on stage um they don't they don't need to do the artsy thing and like i don't know if it's a budget thing for them it could be a budget thing for them if it is a budget thing for them then like I I get it, but like, man, all the yeah. money combined from the last four years <laughs> that you spent I, on just theatrics. I, I think their their ego got inflated too much because they went from like the E3 where we got the awesome uh, orchestra with the God of War opening, yeah. and, and, and oh, like, the multicam where you saw Corey playing alongside, so you can tell it's in real time. Yeah, and then it went into more orchestra, but then had like the 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 freakers from Days Gone hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, like, you can see the progression, and then we got. In a church for it Last got, of Us, it got we... worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. it just their <laughs> ego got too big. Yeah, to think... the point where it started off in a church and ended up with a flute. Like, yeah, yeah. It got, whoa, whoa, whoa. It there was a banana playing with a guitar. Okay, and probably there was oh, a right, lot. Right, there was a lot more <laughs> where they walked through and it was all Ghost of Tsushima theme, but we didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, like oh, they man. had this whole section where they walked through and they, they think... got like bartender was serving drinks like themes yeah. on it. And stuff. I think it's just like them. Maybe it's not understanding. I'll go with that. Why, for the past few years, they were killing it at E3. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people are pondering this decision, thinking it's a mistake, because they've looked back on the past five years of PlayStation at E3, and they've consistently killed it. Right, like every single year, like there's something like from PlayStation I really want to play. Right, like ever since, you know, they, they, they showed you how to, you know, share a game. They've been able to kill it. And I think a lot of people looking, being disconnected via time at this E3, like I could say this E3, as a person who didn't like it, uh, I don't care at this point. Like mm. now, I don't care because I'm getting The Last of Us. Really pumped about that, right? Death Stranding, I don't know what that game is. Ghost of Tsushima, I'm pumped. I'm on board. Days Gone, sure, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm excited for PlayStation. But you're right. I think like they, I think they were like, I think the people really like the th- theatrics. And it's like, no, no, no. People actually really like the game portion. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I really would have liked to see more of. Would love to see more Astrobot on stage. Oh my god, yeah. Like, dude, show us this. Don't be afraid of. You got. Beautiful like Tetris games. effect, man. Yeah. Tetris effect. Show like me one, Saber, like, more of it. You know, I saw at least two sites give Tetris effect game of the year. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. people are excited about the games that aren't like these. Like, PlayStation first party is awesome, right? Because like they're putting out a lot of the games that third parties aren't, right? Like, 
they're putting out God of Wars and Spider-Mans, like these games that are like our big single player narrative driven experiences and they are fantastic. But people people love those, but people will take more than that. People will people will see Texas Effect and freak out and be like, yo, that looks awesome. I saw Twin Mirror from Don't Nod yeah. at one of their days and I was like, I love Don't Nod. I love adventure games. Give me Twin Mirror. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I think Concrete yeah. Genie should have been showed off at E3. Yeah. Because that game looks dope. Like mm-hmm. I understand like taking a break from PSX because you have too many shows. It's weird that didn't they just do do no, they did did they do Paris Games Week or like the your your uh, the one in Europe? And that's the thing, right? Like just asking that question is too many shows. Yeah, Gamescom. Like, yeah. I because I I don't know if it was this year or last. I think about it was probably last year, where like I think it was um, um Left Alive that was revealed um at the one last year. I might oh, be making was that up. the weird like from oh. like um Square Enix? I think with art from the Metal Gear guy. I yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I might yeah, be yeah, yeah. making things up on the spot. What, was that the same year where Ghost was revealed? I think the same yes. Time. Like that whatever was a event. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Whatever event where that was. I think it was Gamescom. Yeah. Or I think you're Pirate. right. Either that. Yeah. Either that or Paris Games Week or Tokyo Game Show. I yeah. don't know. I, <laughs> it's they. They have like a weird um, schedule as far as like, hey, we're gonna appear here this time. We're gonna appear here. Um, I don't know who's in charge of this stuff specifically at PlayStation, um, but. Uh, it, it feels like there was an error in terms of planning as far as like being like, okay, let's space these things out a little bit more. Um, so but, at the end of yeah. the day, do you think PSX is coming back? And do you think that's where do you, cause we've all, we're all kind of in the agreement here of that. They're going to be back at E3. I don't think E3 is going anywhere mm-hmm. per se. And I think if it does, I think if Sony truly just goes, we're no, we're just doing PSX from now on. I think either way, that's fine with me. Honestly, don't, don't, I, I can go either way. I don't mind. But mm-hmm. I think what I'm reading in the room is, yes, it's coming back. Uh, just not this year. Do you think that that reason is because of the PlayStation 5? It is coming out 2020. It is being being revealed at PSX. I'm going to go with Kyle on this one. Man, that would be awesome yeah. to get like a, a the next hardware reveal at your own experience with the diehard PlayStation fans. Like, yeah. to me, if I was a PR person, that is a, that's a no-brainer. You yeah. get people who love your brand and you're like, hey, the next iteration is coming. Here it is, along with some other, like, cool game announcements or, or like some new IPs that are or been worked on or something. I think that'd be great. And, and I, I would say it's probably maybe like a 40% chance of that maybe happening this year. Okay. Um, again, I also just selfishly wanted to happen because I loved PSX when I went in 2017. Oh yeah. Time. And I just wanted to be back because I like the whole fan expo thing of, for, a major video game thing like PlayStation. I think yeah. that's such a genius idea. What about you, Blessing? Do you think this is where they re- reveal it and that, yeah, they'll probably be back next year? I I think PSX will be back. I don't think it'll be back soon. I think the next time we see PSX will be after the PS5 is out. Oh, yeah? But I do think I do think the PS5 is out in 2020. Like, I think I think what it is, I think they, they treat it like they treated the PS4 launch where they announced in like, I think February or like yeah. early in the year, they announced 2020 and then they released fall of 2020. Yeah. I think they go, they go that route because I think there's something about re- announcing and releasing the same year that's tantalizing and it keeps the conversation going. And that, that allows them to return at E3 uh, in 2020 and be like, Hey, 
like we saw where we announced the PlayStation and we, we showed off how good Death Stranding looks on the PlayStation 5 and like all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Here are some more games that are coming for the PS5 and they and they do that whole thing, right? And Last of Us 2 is the swan song and like it's this whole ordeal. I think I think that's a likely situation. Yeah. Actually, now that you, that you say a blessing, I yeah, it is weird. I, maybe maybe PSX doesn't come back in 2020. Or sorry, in 2019, it comes back in 2020 as mm. that. Hey, gang, we're, we're, we got some big yeah. news. And you don't want to release your PlayStation. You don't want to reveal it during the holiday season of your last console, right? Of your last yeah. year console generation. So I think you want to kind of gain your distance away from the holiday season. Rack up as many, uh, many brownie points as you can, as much money as you can with your audience during the holiday season. And then go, guys, we got a big event coming 2020. We want you guys to be there. Yeah. And even like, imagine like, imagine they announced the PlayStation 5 early 2020. The PlayStation 5 comes out in like November and and PSX is in like December, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, imagine riding that wave of like, hey, like everybody's here. We just released the PS5. Everybody's hyped, excited. You're getting all these games. And now, like, we're gonna announce a bunch of games that are coming out uh, later on, later down uh, in the next couple next couple years. Like, I think yeah. that could that could have a cool thing going. The only, my only thing is like, I don't know how they feel about like doing an event right after launching a console because they might want to like read the tea leaves and be like, okay, like let's see what the reception is of this console. Yeah, yeah, breathe a little bit and, and see where uh, what where talk is at. See how people are reacting because like it'd be like. If I like Xbox's shoes, for example, like if Xbox had a, if Xbox was doing Xbox XO every December, right? You wouldn't want to throw an XO the December after the Xbox One, or maybe you would. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that was an awkward year for them, right? Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Um, like, what if this thing isn't the bees and knees? Like, what if you yeah. are talking about TV for forty five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what if you what, like? Yeah. Like, because you never you never know. Sure. Um, but I mean, I, 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 maybe they're confident enough that they're like, hey, like, right off, like, right off the heels of our release of releasing this console, we're gonna throw a big party at PSX, yeah. and it's gonna be great. Like, I can see it happening. Yeah, that's nuts. And at the end, uh, we, again, I snuck through Andrew House's, you know, you know, Andrew House's house. I got his <laughs> mail, and we got some people writing in. And uh, I think this kind of is what defined PlayStation this year. Uh, Stephen Fontana writes, I think what defined PlayStation was their ability to continue to push their consoles regardless of being the... being in the fifth year because of the incredibly successful first-party titles, including the game of the year, God of War. You know what, Steve? I like you. Mr. Moody goes, it's simple to me. It's exclusives. Eric, simple. It's the exclusives that define it, (laughs) especially God of War and Astrobot. Eric gets me and he knows how to, he's like, listen, I'll write, I'll reach out to you on discord. Like you can with all these questions or on Twitter at PS trophy room, but he knows, he knows how to get on each and every week. Cause he goes Astrobot. There you go. You put in Blood War <laughs> 2 next week, Eric, you're on there too. Nathan, quality, banging first-party titles and some questionable PR decisions. I really like that one too. So a lot of people are just like, it's the games. It is, that's what spoke this year. That's what defined PlayStation. So with that, what do you guys think defined PlayStation? I'll go with you, Blessing. Uh, I think I would agree with with most of those. I think the games for sure this year was the was the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also th- say though that like I I think the hidden thing like the hidden gem of PlayStation this year has been VR. Yeah. Like I think people have haven't really been 
people have, people have, been, have started paying attention more than I think previous years, but like, God, like I got I got VR on Black Friday, and man, like Which Firewatch, bundle? and uh, I got the Astrobot bundle. Okay, nice. yeah, Astrobot and Moss. I haven't started Moss yet, oh, but I've been playing Astrobot, and Astrobot is like it's in my top ten of the year. It's so good. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. It's so it's amazing. so great. Yeah. But like VR has been killing it. Like beat like I'll, look at the nominees at the Game Awards for for best VR games. I think all those games are on PlayStation. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, Tetris Effect, Beat Saber, Astrobot, Moss, like Firewatch, like it's it, it's killing it. Like like the, the like VR I think had a had a great coming out year. At least PSVR did had a great yeah. coming out year this year. And mm-hmm. um, for me at least, I think that um, that was that spoke to me. Pretty much as much as like God of War and Spider Man and, and Detroit did. I think both those things, I think side by side, created uh, a great year for PlayStation. Yeah, Kyle, what, what say you, sir? Man, it, it's for me. It's why we play games. It's for the games themselves. And mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite moments was seeing God of War win Game of the Year because usually my favorite game of the year never wins. Mm-hmm. It never wins like the main game. I think the last one I remember is Walking Dead from Telltale. But, like, seeing Corey go on stage and accept that award, and especially after the night of Red Dead winning everything early on, and just like, well, we'll see where this is going type of thing. And then <laughs> for a PlayStation exclusive to get it was incredible. Um, and I also, another thing that I loved about PlayStation this year was, it, especially with God of War and Spider-Man, I feel like they let the actual game directors kind of shine with Brian yeah. and Corey and getting to hear their <clears throat> their thoughts behind the games and and letting uh, PlayStation allowing them to like go on podcasts like kind of funny or easy allies or what's good games and just have them talk in depth about the process and how much they love working on those games I think was such a great thing and I hope PlayStation allows that to continue cuz I love the the deep dive stuff. Yeah, I think I mean, simple it is like it is the games, right? I think you could say the same about Nintendo and Xbox. It's the games. I think like what you can see like Xbox define the generation is the lack of games. And when you see Sony close out this generation, it's the abundance of quality games. Like every single year, you see it over and over again. Like there's there's a Sony exclusive always vying for game of the year every every year since Bloodborne, and so. I know well, I, I said I, it again. Robbie Bobby Miller <laughs> put it there, okay? And, and but, this year is the year where all the nominees you could play on a PlayStation. And that's crazy. Which is insane. It's awesome. And I think, to me, yeah, the, like the crescendo is God of War winning because you didn't expect it. You just thought Red Dead Redemption, Cowboy, Rockstar, they're just going to mosey on through. And it was not the case. And seeing Corey up there, and not just seeing Corey up there, but I think also, to me, the moment that really defined PlayStation for me is seeing that video of Corey uh, when when the game released, seeing all the the reviews and seeing him ball in tears is so powerful. It's better than any speech you can ever give because right then and there, you're seeing someone at their most vulnerable make something they've sacrificed their life for for years to a story that's meaningful for them. And you see that reaction. And I think... To me, that's that's what defined gaming this year because it was that for so long, right? Like I said it in, in my Bad Bit update video of 2019. Gamers were so schizophrenic. We we are so outraged when we hear people working 100-hour work weeks 
But then when Fallout 76 isn't great, we want that game fixed in an afternoon. And you finally put a face to who those developers are. And seeing seeing Corey be so insanely humble the way he has been and just, you know, thanking his team, thanking his wife, thanking everyone a part of his life is is amazing. And I think that to me is that moment where I'm just like, man, video games are freaking awesome. <laughs> you know, that, that to me, I think, defined this year more than anything. And I think also when we talk about VR, like, yeah, dude, like no one's, I mean, we're starting to get the whisperings of like, dude, PSVR is killing it. Like I got, I got games that like, like I'm switching off between Astrobot, Tetris Effect, Beat Saber, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be platinum, uh, trying to platinum uh, Moss this week. Like I got things to do in VR I've never had before. Like this is the time. This is the time to play PlayStation. That's the thing that gets me so excited. So, uh, with that, last one, you guys, you guys hopeful for 2019 when it comes to PlayStation? Do you think they're going to continue to kill it with their game lineup? I know we just kind of know. We know Dreams is coming. We know Days Gone is coming. Maybe Ghost of Tsushima. Who knows? What do you guys think? Are you guys hopeful for the future of PlayStation 2019? I'll go with you, Kyle. Yeah. I I, I, I have no reason not to be hopeful. Yeah. Um, it, it's not... It's kind of a different type of hopeful because this year, yeah, we knew God of War and Spider-Man and Detroit were coming. Right now, it's really only Days Gone. Mm-hmm. and a beta for dreams um so i i i'm like more excited for days gone than most people so i just that alone i'm excited to play mm-hmm. but um yeah playstation's where i game so i whatever comes out i'm gonna play mm-hmm. and i'm gonna love so yeah there you go yeah. blessing what about you close out the show for us what do you think hopeful uh, yeah. I, so i i'm i'm i feel like i'm curious more than anything kind of in a similar way uh, as Kyle, because like, like as far as what we know, right? Uh, Days Gone is coming out this year. Um, we have a date for that, and then the Dreams Beta, presumably Dreams, is coming out this year. Um, I would go as far as, as to say that I really think Ghost of Tsushima is is a lock in for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would even go as to say I'll, I'll I would go as far as to say that I think Concrete Genie would for, is for sure probably going to come out this year. Yeah. Um, that I'm not as sure of, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, throw my hat down for those four games. Okay. I I don't know how I feel about this year for PlayStation, at least yet. I think mm-hmm. for me, Days Gone is a game that I'm not looking forward to as much based on what I've seen from it and based on like the way they've talked about it and all this stuff. Like it like um I forget the name it of this. De- I think yeah, it's Ben it, Studio, right? It's Sony Ben, ben yeah. yeah. It definitely ben. feels like the redheaded stepchild. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like I I I, I know it's it's Ben Studio for this their first game. I think of this nature and of this scope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I give them leeway of like, Hey, like, like you guys do like, uh, how many kill zones did gorilla need to make yeah. in order to get to uh, horizon zero dawn? Right. Oh. Like not that anything's wrong with kill zone, but like, you know, like there, there, there is a buildup to like some of these masterpieces that are, that, are, that are coming out. Right. And so like, I don't need days gone to come out and be a 10. Like I'm hoping for it to come out and be an eight and be great. Yep. Right um and if i can get that then i'm like cool awesome um they make a siphon filter game like they were supposed to (laughs) exactly uh and like ghost of tsushima i'm like i'm 
cautiously optimistic about also like i think it looks really cool i think it looks like it could be it could be amazing but it's not something i'm necessarily like it's not something necessarily up my alley it's not something that's necessarily like blowing me away just yet but like from what was shown at e3 it looks exciting it looks like it could be really cool um but yeah i think i'm more so this year looking forward to third parties weirdly enough and this is like one of the first times where like i'm in a year where i'm like i can't wait to see what the third parties put out um because you know like i feel like in 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 the um, last few years like first first party uh on like both like playstation and like nintendo side have been killing even like xbox for uh uh, at points like cuphead was like one that i was really looking forward to um cuphead is like one of my favorite games this generation Mm -hmm. um but this year i'm like hey i want to see what um uh jump force looks like i want to see what world combat 11 is like i want to see what um uh, what Devil May Cry is like, and there's a lot of third-party games around. The Outer Worlds is the game I'm looking forward to oh, most yeah. this year. Like, I want to see what these games are, uh, uh, look like because I think third parties are stepping up in a way that where they haven't stepped up in previous years, and so um, that's kind of, where I, kind of where my hopes lie this year. Especially like within the first three months of the year. Oh yeah, there's Kingdom there's Hearts, Kingdom, yeah, Kingdom Hearts, Anthem, uh, yeah, Resident Evil uh, Two. Resident Evil yeah. 2. yeah, like there's a ton of stuff early on in the Half-Life year. Which... Three, like it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been confirmed, guys. It's been confirmed. Portal three, PlayStation. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think you guys are right. I think this year's exciting. I don't know. I, blessing, I'm I'm on the same boat. I'm uh, cautiously optimistic. Like I'm hopeful, uh, and you know uh, the audacity to hope. Uh, I own that book, but yeah, it's. <laughs> I think I'm hopeful for this year. Like games, this generation constantly better and better and better like it's just like oh, yeah. every year it's just like you have the we had the witcher right and then after the witcher we were not satisfied we went <laughs> breath of the wild horizon zero dawn like it's just like god oh, sorry, the, the overwatch uncharted like there's so Dude, many inside like yeah legit, like we game after game like i there have been multiple 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 games of the generation this generation it's been awesome between like the ones you just mentioned too like witcher 3 um uh overwatch uh, uh breath of the wild like even ones like Metal Gear solid 5 which i feel like most people have forgotten like Metal Gear yeah. solid 5 came out like that same year as witcher 3 <laughs> that game was incredible yeah. <laughs> like like there have been a lot of games like even this year or this last year god of war is another one like it's crazy yeah. spider-man Red Dead redemption 2 it's nuts super smash brothers ultimate yeah it's one of my games of the generation at least there like you go like yeah so many mario Cuphead. odyssey you know knack Knack two. Knack two. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. The order eighteen eighty six. So yeah. with that, this is this is by far the longest episode we've done. So let's close this. You're out. welcome. <laughs> Blessing. Where can they find you and the people over there at said website? Uh, you can of course find me uh, on okbeast.com where we put out articles, videos, and podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Blessing Junior. That's at Blessing Jr uh feel free to follow me i am very friendly on twitter i would like to think uh, i'm not very i don't really put out that much negativity or at least i don't try to uh and our content from okay beast is pretty decent and so there you go absolutely you sound like you short at the end they, their content's amazing <laughs> go over yeah. there okay beast i i for one recommend go watch their video essay on celeste because that is my oh favorite, yeah one of my favorite games of the year and that's one of my favorite videos you guys have ever done so please do yeah, yeah. 
Amazing, amazing. Uh, Kyle, is there anything you want to pimp out today as well? Or is... Sure. Yeah, you can follow me at Ninja 73 on Twitter. Um, send me the PSN friend request, same name. Um, you can find my show all about the kind of funny community called Best Friends Talk Funny at BFS Talk Funny on Twitter and podcast services everywhere. I should have Joe's episode out about before ask. the end of the week. Yeah. Um, right, cool. So Take your time, Get Kyle. ready for that. Take your time. And with that, guys, you can catch this podcast of the trophy room and playstation podcast made by the point for play every single thursday on itunes on soundcloud anywhere there's an rss feed you can find us there enjoy us also we're there on youtube as well youtube.com slash just just put in the search bad bit games uh we're gonna be changing things up at bad bit we're gonna be doing video essays every monday we're gonna do in this week in playstation each and every friday which is a show i'm very excited to talk about and uh yeah and then we're gonna be doing more news and impressions so 2019, I'm pretty excited for it. I, I'm, I'm no, I'm not gonna lie. 2019, I think is the year of the bad bit. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I'm very excited about the content we, we're putting out, and also just, man, just the little things like the thumbnails have got me very pumped <laughs> for for what ho- holds for us. So, with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. <laughs>